Podcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your hosts, TJ Bowser and Jared Bachman Stubbs. That's my uh, icy hot butthole story. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Dubac Discussion Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is my co-host, Jared, the Dark Jedi. What's going on, guys? And editor-in-chief at MakingStarWars.net, Jason fucking Ward. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. It's an honor. And from Bruaxium, Dan Miller. Uh, Jason, how did you get that middle name? That's a... Good one. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> For a second, I was like, William, it's not that good. To- oh, oh, fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. <laughs> oh, <fucking. laughs> okay. So today is December 11th, 2018, and we are 373 days out from episode nine. It's approaching, guys. Uh, oh, man. I'm so ready. I am so fucking ready, bro. Never heard of it. No, 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 never. Little, little indie film called Star Wars. <laughs> right. So uh, what'd you do to this week, Jason? Um, I just watched Star Wars, read Star Wars, and looked at Star Wars stuff. Sounds about right. Yeah. So that's no, actually, um, strangely, I got this uh, book, uh, this like Han Solo book that was coming. It's either coming out or just came out. I, can't, I don't know. But it's just like all about Han Solo. It's like huge, like, like a big coffee table book. And wow. I'm about like a quarter of the way through it. And it's really rad so far. What's the name of it? It is called um, Star Wars Icons Han Solo by Gina McIntyre. Yeah, we oh. covered that a couple months ago. Okay. I just, yeah, they, they just sent yeah. me a copy finally. And I'm like, so yeah, I don't know if it was out or if it's coming out, but yeah, it's pretty rad. Yeah, we covered its release a couple months ago. I remember wanting to check that out, hoping they do a Vader one or something like that. Oh, yeah, that, cool. that would be great. Especially, especially with a character with so much breath, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Vader. Vader would be the uh, the icon for your typical psychopaths and serial killers, right? <laughs> yeah, like myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is that all you did, Jason? Pretty much. Pretty Didn't take much, any yeah. pictures? I went, I went down to, to the Mandalorian set a couple times. That ah, cool. there we go. <laughs> yeah. That fucking LaForge joke you posted fucking killed me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, after that day, they didn't ever do that again. Because um, no one knows the uh, like story was. I went down there and I was watching them do what they do. And then this like guy, like security guy comes out and it's funny because like he's wearing a Huckleberry badge and like Huckleberry was the code name for the production or like, you know, the uh, productions, you know, whatever, what their, their DBA doing business as name or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like this actor, this German actor, like says he's in Huckleberry and he can't tell you what it is. So I think it's episode nine. So I start researching it. And as I, as I dig into it, I actually find out that it's the Mandalorian. 
And um, anyway, so I'm like, I'm openly like trying to solve this mystery and prove this. And that guy like walks right up with a huge Huckleberry badge on. And after that, they don't, they haven't approached me except for the one time when Filoni and Favreau like came out and kind of did like this, like standoff stare down at me. Yeah. And then I waved, I (laughs) waved and they waved and, and then my kids popped up. Yeah. The kids (laughs) popped up and then they were just like, ah, idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Did we play that on last week's show? I feel like we, we did. talked about it. I, I we feel like we about did. It. Yeah. It was either last week or the week before we talked about the whole like waving picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that you... was, that was, it was, it was, it was interesting. It was funny. I mean, cause I mean, I, I, I think they know that like I love what they do and like I'm not there to like TMZ them necessarily <laughs> yeah. in, that, in that, in that, you know what I mean? Like horrible way. Feloni changes hat. What could be going on behind the scenes at Lucasfilm? <laughs> just, oh, look, I'm yeah. doing this for my kid. Look, he loves Star Wars. You know, you just use the kid as an excuse, you know, show him the cute face and be like, see guys, he loves you too. And they, you can't, know, they can't make you feel bad. I know. I actually let them ditch a day of preschool to like go that day because like I was tipped off. It was a day to be there. And so I, I went down and like for the, for the whole day, like my kids watched, you know, them make the uh, TV show and they kind of got like this really interesting look at, at, at sort of how things go. You know, they obviously they couldn't see everything or whatever, but it was like, wow, like it was a moment where they learned that like TV isn't necessarily real. And like, you know, people make Star Wars. And, and after that, like uh, that day, my son, who's five now, like learned who George Lucas was. <laughs> And like now, and now, and now he's like interested in that kind of stuff. So it was a pretty good day. And when they when they went back to school the next day, he told everybody that he went to a Tatooine, and he oh, saw that's, Death Troopers. That's <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, my daughter actually stole a bunch of my fucking business cards yesterday and brought them to school. So now a bunch of little kids have my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that could be good or bad. Yeah, oh, man, I can't wait to hear, hear from, uh, in the group chat. TJ just say, "Try to get these fucking great calls with these." <laughs> Why? Yeah. What's wrong? Hi, God. is this Seymour? Seymour who? Seymour <laughs> bots. Fuck you. Click. <laughs> I miss prank calls. Don't you guys? I mean, like before, like back in the day when you used to just be able to call up businesses and mess with them all day. Yeah, and you could like, star six nine. You block your number. Star, 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 star six, six nine, nine people. That that was that was the end. That was that was the end of of, of an era. Like right? I don't know if I don't know how old you guys are, but you, there used to be this CD called the uh, Jerky Boys, and they even did like a bad movie and stuff. <laughs> right and like there. me and Randy, who I do the podcast with, that was like our first podcast, pretty much, if you will. Was oh my, we would we would we would talk about what we were gonna do, and then we would call people and record it you know we would talk about how we were going to do it and we would make these like little cassette tapes and then we would pass them around at, at, at um, um high school and then we'd also put our band on it at the end i <laughs> wish i i wish i had those because it was so rad That's it's awesome. the last song was so sweet like we just gotta throw that on the tape too <laughs> right it, totally <laughs> That's fucking awesome. it's phenomenal actually i think i'm still pretty much doing that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like, like like that one scene in basketball. Like, I haven't seen you guys since high school. What are you guys up to? Oh, yeah, yeah. Playing Nintendo. Yeah. That's how it is. That's how it is. <laughs> so, uh, Jared, what'd you do this week? Uh, this week was mostly dominated by my excursion to Steel City Comic Con this weekend. I uh, obviously I went with uh, you, TJ. Yep. 
on Friday. Had a great time then. I went with one of my best friends, uh, Kaysen, who used to be my boss uh, at Journeys. He's now working at a different store. Wait, Kaysen? And- that's my that's that that that's the anti me. That's me from the other dimension. <laughs> <laughs> I love you're friend, that name. You're friends with that guy? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Dark side, Jason Ward. Um Kason <laughs> Breon is his name. When I met him, I'm like, you have a Star Wars name. Like Yeah, so that's pretty like, badass, sound, actually. That's what I told him. I'm like, you sound like some kind of like bit appearance Jedi who like walks down the hall, like, you know, hey, you see that? See that guy? That's Kaysen Breon, and he was like a five-hour diatribe. You always got to say his whole name too. You can't say Kaysen Breon, right? It's yeah. so like once you start saying it, you don't want to stop saying. it. Tweet at Pablo Hidalgo and ask them if Kaysen Breon is canon. <laughs> 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 what the fuck are you talking about? He's gonna be like. Kaysen <laughs> listens to the show too, so he's gonna be pissing. Confusion ensues. Hey, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, hi buddy. Um, and then I went Sunday with my uh, grandmother and my sister. So Steel City Con was a great time. I love getting to see all of the uh, con folk down there. Our cosplays um, were fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You did a great, Jason. I was there as uh, Anakin, and then uh, I was Anakin Friday and Saturday. And I'm not even gonna say the comment I always say whenever you dress up like that. I'm not even. Yeah, gonna... I don't want you to because I really dislike <laughs> what you do. <laughs> And appreciate it if you don't say it on the air. Is it? Do you do you take out like a, a, a vape pen full of weed and go? I got the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, that's, that's what I would do to you if I could. I got the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking you underestimate great, my dime bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, but yeah, it was a really good time. And then uh, this week is pretty much dominated by uh, Christmas prep. And uh, my mom kind of has her own little business around holiday time when she makes just a fuck ton of huge ass gingerbread houses. So yeah, that's pretty much going to be my week. Wow. What about you, Dan? Well, I got my Christmas tree. It drinks up a lot of water, I've, I've noticed. But after seeing some Facebook video of a tree like igniting within like 15 seconds, I'm just like constantly... <laughs> at the tree water bowl like hey man uh you want some more like, cool. i can I see you like sitting down, down playing battlefront and you just keep glancing over at the tree because you're fucking worried about that water level <laughs> yeah it just exactly it's, it's really um you know everyday issues <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh you know cold outside i've been working outside so that's that's been a pain other than that just been uh fallout 76 and yeah <laughs> Uh, it's all right, guys. I know nobody likes the game, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing better than Chad's uh, fucking character name. He jokingly named it Raylo. So now every time he said that, <laughs> it's fucking Raylo. That's and he, funny. Uh, and he only did that to troll Jared, and he accidentally named the character Raylo just to troll Jared, and now it's fucking permanently Raylo. <laughs> <laughs> but again, Friday, I was at Steel City Con. I did a Jason uh, Voorhees cosplay, and... Uh, <laughs> Jared with his mannequin Skywalker, but uh, <laughs> what did you wear? One of those like white suits, and then just like you know, like one of those white gimp suits or whatever. Uh, it's like the, the the complete spandex. Ooh! And then you put the Anakin suit on, and your mannequin Skywalker. <laughs> there you go. Oh boy, <laughs> that's not mine. That's my buddy Brian's. Uh, I can't claim that, but I always thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty. Right. 
<laughs> so yeah, uh, Friday I have a concert. Uh, but I really didn't do dick this weekend. Well, I, I worked a lot. I, I did a lot of shifts. <laughs> and that's about it. Now I just do this now. So let's move on with the show. Uh, Jason, you want to talk about the Castle Toy Run? Yeah, that, that would be rad. Yeah, every year at Making Star Wars, um, me and Brandon, who's my, my buddy for like, I don't know, like over 20 How years How do you pronounce now, his last name? Uh, Manriquez. Holy shit! I I have had a speech impediment for that last na- for that last name for like four uh-huh. episodes. I haven't been able to do it. Yeah, Man Manriquez. Um, I actually got him fired from Olive Garden in like 1996. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was. So it many was, questions. Uh, but I thought the or, breadsticks were free. It was. Um, it, it, was <laughs> it was. It was ninety. It was ninety. It must have been like ninety eight. Because I was 18, I think. Yeah, I was 18. That's why he, we didn't get in that big of trouble. And we're like the same age. And um, he worked at Olive Garden. And I worked there for like a couple of weeks. And I was like, screw this. I left. Um, but uh, it was my birthday. And uh, he got us drinks to, to our table on my birthday. Me and Randy brought, brought our girlfriends in. Everybody went down. Even a manager got fired. Oh. It, was, it was the scandal. It was the <laughs> okay. scandal. But anyways, now we're now we're old men and we try to do nice things. And um, so every single year we uh, do this thing called the Kessel Toy Run. This is only our second year. And what it is is that it, Brandon is he's a, he's a nurse in a pediatrics ward. And um, so, you know, he's he's a lot of pretty. I don't know, dark things, you know, and sad things and, and hopeful things, I should say. And so, but one of the things that he likes to do and that we like to do is to get Star Wars toys to hospitalize kids. So the Kessel Toy Run, the whole point is, is that it, people could go onto like an Amazon wish list that we have set up. They buy random Star Wars toys or activity books or, you know, whatever the kids could, you know, need or, or want. And, uh, that, that's Star Wars r- related. And then they all go to, to this P.O. box. We take them all with costumed Star Wars characters down to, to the hospital in Long Beach. And um, then we give them to the uh, like Chewbacca will give, you know, um, a hospitalized kid a bunch of Star Wars toys. And last year's was so successful that it was like every kid had a Star Wars Christmas. Like it was rad. That's you awesome. know what I mean? Yeah. Really it's, it's, and and yeah. it's like, you know, for is I think for like our hobby in a way, like Star Wars is like this arrested development for our generation where we're like still being children in a way. And we're, you know adults to you know 40 50 years old now and this is one of the ways that i think we can share our love of star wars and also not just completely make our love of star wars just totally selfish you know absolutely i love that yeah yeah so so if anybody wants to you know or can you know i know not everybody can but if anybody can it would be great and um like i said there's a on making when you go there on the very top there's a, a button for kessel toy run mm-hmm. you click on that and all of the details are there and links to the amazon um wish list and uh you know it doesn't have to be the it could just be an action figure you know and and if you guys have if you have kids or anybody who has kids knows sometimes you'll give a kid like the best you know like the $200 talking Chewbacca. Yeah. But they might want that Yoda yo-yo, man. You just or never just know. Or just the box it came in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or just the box it came in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but, but I mean, it, but it's been really cool because, um, sometimes if we have an excess of toys too, which I think this year we, we, we should, I hope, um, we're able to give toys to the siblings as well. And that's one of the things that's often, over, often overlooked 
is that wow. siblings of six children are are kind of hospitalized too. Yeah. Because yeah. they spend all their time there. They they don't get to really like they don't get too many breaks. And it's one of it's kind of a special thing in the sense that it like, you know, you have a hospitalized kid and a brother or a sister who's healthy and they get to play Star Wars together. So how whichever way things end up, they got that. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that's kind of rad. Yeah, it gets very like a good sibling present type deal, you know? And yeah. I'm- I was looking at all of the pictures, uh, you guys, there's people posting up all kinds of pictures for the Kessel toy run, everything being donated. I'm just sitting there just like drooling, like, oh my God, those things are so cool. <laughs> I want this stuff, but I love like what <laughs> you guys are doing. It's so awesome. And uh, yeah, super cool. Yeah, there are, there are, I, I won't lie. There are some days when I am like, man, Star Wars fans are the worst, <laughs> but, but, you're, but you're not on, wrong either. But, yeah, but, but it's, it's. It's the uh, the Kessel toy run is one of the things I use to remember that's not true. They can be the best as well, if not, and they are more often the best than not. And um, and you know, it's it's just like it's just such a an opportunity. I think because all of us who love Star Wars, we're we're all kind of like creepy cultists in this weird way. Like one of us, join us, you know. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) and it's like, uh, um, I I think that in 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 that weird way too, though, it's one of like I said, one of the more special ways. I think I my my kind of dream, even if it, I I think it's happened, but I don't know if it has. But my dream is that you know you have two siblings and they went through this really bad era, and they're going to be a they're like adults and they love Star Wars. And they remember back to that like crappy time, but this good thing that came out of it, and they they found this hobby or this passion that it they love through it. And like I think that is rad because I think all of us have stories sort of like that in one way or another. You know what I mean? Where like we how we got into Star Wars, and like some of us like every every week I'd say I get like an email talking about how like yeah I got into Star Wars you know during my parents' divorce mm. or something like that, and like it was an escape. But also, it's this positive force in my life at the same time. And I didn't mean that as a pun. Um, and, 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 but, but you know what I mean? So, so it's kind of like, uh, you know, I guess it's the holiday and it's our, our one opportunity, though, to not be selfish, to give something back and uh, just like do something good. And also makes the whole kind of year worth it for me because uh, I love doing like charity stuff. It's really fun. I'm not a rich guy, so I can't do it full time. But this is, you know, the one time we get to do something like that. Yeah, that's and, really awesome. You know, I like I said, I I love seeing the or like you said, rather like the whole, you know, sharing the fandom and using the fandom as a force for change. So yeah, and way to plug. Uh, the, is that still a thing? Guys. Force for change. It is. It is. Oh, yeah. Good. See, now donate to that as well. Yeah, I, actually, I was wondering that the other day because. That kind of kicked off with Kennedy and JJ, you know, teaming up for Force Awakens, and yeah. they they continued it a little bit. I think the it kind of got quiet when the solo directors bounced. I think it kind of messed up kind of what they were doing. I think they they kind of tapered off at that moment. But I wonder if JJ is going to bring it back. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. That was also yeah. a really cool positive thing in the uh, Star Wars fandom. Yeah, big time. I mean, I always I, the places where I find the most positivity, like like this Kessel Toy Run, the Force for Change. Um, you know, being at celebration, you see so much positivity because it's like everybody's there together. I mean, except when you're all jammed in a line together, some people get a little ornery. But you know, <laughs> it, they all have that. other than that, you see a lot more positivity in the fandom 
like I guess when you're more face to face with the people um, rather than you know uh, behind a screen. But yeah, it's it's great to see uh, the stuff like your like the Kessel Toy Run, man. That's awesome. I'm probably gonna have to look in and throw something down. Yeah, yeah, and like I was saying, it doesn't even you know. It doesn't have to be anything significant. Like it doesn't have to be a a forty dollar item or something like that. It could just be an action figure or you know uh, a Pez dispenser. So I don't know. You know what I mean? Just something that's just like basic and and nice. And the uh, the uh, kids love that stuff, man. Like like they really and and when like like uh, Sal who does the podcast with me, yeah, he's one of the costumers uh, from Saber Guild who who delivers the um, toys. And so, like, you know, when they sh- when his family shows up as the uh, uh, Star Wars Rebels characters, he's Kanan Jarrus, like they like dig it. You know what I mean? Like, like they know who that is. And like, it's like a it's a it's a big thing. I mean, I'm, imagine if when you were like a little kid, Darth Vader showed up and gave you Star Wars toys. It'd be like the best day ever. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd still yeah. be talking about it. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, well, after I was done shitting my pants, I'd be like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, afterwards you're just like oh my god the, the guy Harry cut off his action figure oh. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas <laughs> um, keeping things moving forward uh, yes Jason- I'm, I'm actually back <laughs> oh okay cool All right. yeah I just had to get the, the kid off the bus uh, so Jason whenever yeah, yeah. whenever Grosso was on he told me that uh, having Questions like these will make your podcast better. This is Johnny Grosso approved, so. Uh, so it, <laughs> so, so it, sounds, it sounds wrong. It's, it's it not wrong. wrong. <laughs> cut, I, I don't know what it is, but it sounds it sounds wrong. Edit all of that out. <laughs> Haas isn't going to edit that out for you. No. <laughs> you won't do it. You see, we're the reverse uh, Rogue One, whereas it's like Haas edit that out, where it's like, oh, TJ, you better keep that in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. The first of my questions is, who are you? Dude, that is like an existential question. What are we doing here? No. Um, <laughs> me, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I guess I would say I'm a Star Wars blogger, you know? Yep. I mean, that's what I started doing out of, during grad school. You know, grad school was, was pretty intense and I've always been like a reader. Mm-hmm. And when I was in grad school, though, I was it was in American studies, and it was like I was doing some classes, just 500 pages in that class, and I didn't go to grad school to like just skate through it. So I kind of like really did everything. I did like all the reading and everything, like like a, like an idiot. And um, when I was there, I kind of like needed something to do outside of all of that jazz, you know. So I I kind of just started writing about Star Wars in my free time. And then through a weird course of, of events and after grad school, Disney buys Lucasfilm. And then all of a sudden, people care about my Star Wars blog, which was a dream come true and really yeah. weird. And there's still like days like when Force.net like tweets at me or DMs me. And I'm like, dude, the Force.net is DMing me a question or, or, <laughs> or saying good work. Or, and I'm like, that's so bizarre because... For like 20 years, I was just this guy who was reading Star Wars websites. So it, it's really, really weird. And it, it's been a, a pretty interesting, like, um, strange career path mm-hmm. that I didn't expect to, to take. I expected to be an academic right now. <laughs> so, yeah. well, that should take, well, that should cover also my last question. So I'll take that one out. But what is your favorite character? 
so okay if if i that that's such like a, a hard one for me but if i if i had to go like my favorite character it's r2d2 okay just because i think like that guy that character and i think the genius of it of the design and the personality and everything about it is you could like put that guy anywhere in star wars there's certain characters in Star Wars that you, you don't want to drop in other places. They just they just won't mesh. Yeah. R2, that dude is like the most compatible Apple device of all time. That's my girlfriend's <laughs> favorite character. Can I can I ask a quick question to harken back to the first one, TJ? Absolutely. Um harken. was the you you uh posted a picture of a making Star Wars.net van. Is that real? Of course. That is awesome. No, it's not. No, it's not. But I wish it was. I didn't, I didn't know if you guys like, you know, just photo imposed it on the side of a real news van. Did you? Because yeah, he, a, 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 a friend of a friend of mine made that for, for me. <laughs> and he, and he, and he like, like back like a long time ago, too, like like back during the episode seven or and he made me like one for eight, I think, too. That's I was so cool. I was looking at that picture, man. And I was like, ah, I want to get van like, <laughs> you know, like I yeah. want to be able to get to that van level where I've got my own Star Wars news van, van tier podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know, what's what's like weird about, I think, being a Star Wars blogger in general is. Is that it? Um, well, or just maybe even being a blogger in general. Is that if you oversell something in your headline and your featured image, and then they call you clickbait? Yeah. And then like, the, and yeah. and it's like they're gonna do that anyway. But but they'll just like they'll call you clickbait. And so, but also with like what I do is I don't ever want to spoil anybody who doesn't want to be spoiled. Like there are people who avoid my site like it's the play because they 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 they're cool with me, but they don't like spoilers. And right. it's like, it's like, dude, you're never going to go on my site and get spoiled on accident. Like there's always going to be a disclaimer if there's something that's like spoiler heavy. But I liked that news van image because <laughs> I was like, at that point, try to come at me as being clickbait or over at that point. I'm just like, ABC, NBC, Fox, <laughs> Star Wars all lined up, you know, <laughs> like, I was like, this dude is on man. <laughs> Yeah, actually, um, I have another one I, I need to use. That's that's a uh, uh, it, it's the uh, helicopter. So that would we, we need the uh, making Star Wars news copter out. So you gotta do like get the, the get the sound in the background. <laughs> this is Jason Ward reporting above Galaxy Adventure. What is it? Galaxy's Edge. You know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe that'll be my uh, maybe that, that'll, that'll be my like uh, YouTube shtick. Everything will appear that I'm from the MSW news conference. That would be awesome. I have like the big headset on and everything. I bet you could convince Corey that that was real. What's that? Jason, I bet you could convince Corey that that's real. Oh, yeah. No, I'll be like, hey, Corey, I'm above your house right now. And he'll be like, really? Are you, are you really? Are you? Oh, okay. I was. I, I was I was supposed to share this on my podcast, but I'm going to share it on yours because okay. I just love it too much. Excellent. Do so, that discussion exclusive. Yeah, when 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 Corey when Corey lived um, next to us when he lived in California before he went to film school, uh-huh. he um, you know was on the podcast all the time and stuff like that. And I was be like, you know, hey Corey, you know, like you know, because he's 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 not very he's he's a young guy. I'm like, uh, we need to get you driving, dude. So I bought I bought him driving school. I bought him like a driving school course. And and I'm like, dude, do the course, do the course. He wouldn't. He and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I, I want to do it. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it, man. 
I bought it for you so you can learn how to drive. You know, because I'm like, I'm like, Corey, you're going to meet like a hot ass chick someday and you're going to hit it off. And then your mom's not going to take you on the date. It's not going to work. We need to get ahead of the game here, dude. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, she doesn't do it. Um, I get a, I get a text from him. Oh, I broke, I almost broke my arm. I'm all, dude, what happened? Like he shows me a picture. He's like in a sling. I'm like, what happened? He's all, I almost broke my arm go-karting. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, <laughs> dude, are you serious right now? What I bought you. Uh, you didn't. You didn't do the driving school thing, and you can't even drive a go kart. You can't Mario Kart, bro. <laughs> driving is for droids. <laughs> yeah, but but he does know everything about the Clone Wars, and if you have any questions about the Clone Wars, he knows the answer. So he's a hero in my book. Hell yeah, of the Clone. Hashtag awesome. Clone Wars saved. <laughs> uh my next question actually we have interacted before jason uh oh did we i messaged you back in august about my oh booth. the men's restroom oh okay <laughs> go on i messaged you back in august TJ, you told me i was your first you lying <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> so back in august i messaged you i had a booth at steel city con and i had a sign set up that said the last jedi was good changed my mind Oh, I remember that. That was rad. Yes. 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 That that that's that's this group that you're talking to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the next question awesome. is what is your favorite movie? So I'm not even going to We already know the answer to that. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you know what, what what I will say is is Last Jedi I believe to be my favorite Star Wars movie. Before that it was Revenge of the Sith. Uh-huh. And and right now I find myself loving Last Jedi the most and I'm always like a little bit hesitant, like Preach. until something's like four or five <laughs> years old, you know, you just never know like how, like, if you know, you, you'll hear like critics, like, it's like instant classic. And it's like, how do you know, man, you know, you might think differently after it's sat up for a while, but right now I'm pretty sure that I'm only liking that, that movie more and more. And, um, but the uh, thing that like, I think that's kind of got out of hand on the internet about it uh-huh. is, is people think that like, I'm saying if you don't like the last Jedi, you're, you're a sexist or you're a racist. And like, that is something that, that continually comes up and it's complete bullshit because in reality, what I'm saying is if you don't like the last Jedi, because like Holdo, a woman told the dude to sit the fuck down, then at that moment right there, like, like that is a sexist reason for not liking that movie. Now, if it's just not your cup of tea, whatever you thought Luke Skywalker should have been handled differently. I disagree, but like, I don't care. Like, I don't care what anybody thinks, honestly. But I, I, I do hope that like, you know, people are judging the movie on its own merit and not off of some weird, like, I don't know, uh, Agenda. political like <laughs> hang up on the internet about, you know, some woman who was mean to you on Twitter and like, it's just ruined your whole Star Wars experience. It's, it's weird to me, but like, it's, I think it's the best Star Wars movie because. Number one is I think it's an unexpected turn for Luke Skywalker. Like everyone kind of like, like the, the, the books and stuff did this like whole, like, you know, he's the, he's depressed, but he's, he's an angel, you know? And like Luke Skywalker, <laughs> he, th- he threw down his weapon in return of the Jedi. Like he threw it down and said, just kill me he, twice. He was like, just kill me. Like, I, I'm not going to play the game. And we have old Luke Skywalker doing the same thing going, I'm not going to play the game. I'll just die. I don't care. Like, it's the same, like, it's the same guy. 
And the uh, difference is, is that he made a mistake. And one of the things about Last Jedi is that people get hung up on what happens in the movie and they don't watch it to the end to see the resolution or they exactly. don't follow their thoughts through like, Fucking like, like, you. yeah, like, like I did a, a story. I don't know how spoiler phobic we are here, but on I did a story about, about Kylo. Right. And, and in oh, it, you know, yeah, people, but there were like people who were like, no, like, you know, in last Jedi, like this happened. And I'm like, nah, dude, in last Jedi, he was saying like, like, like let's let's forget the past if you'll come with me, like me and you can do this thing together. But uh, that's not what happens. Obviously, at the end of the movie, he and Ray go their separate ways, and pretty much actually like sort of if they were sort of being magnetized together in the middle of good and evil, they both sort of propel away from each other at that moment. And um, and yeah yeah so just all this stuff about the end of the movie that is like where the message is placed and yes and like and how you should interpret the characters going forward yeah especially with luke i mean like you know he said what do you expect me to do pick up a light laser sword and fight the whole first order what does he do at the end of the movie picks up a laser sword and faces the whole first order he faces he doesn't fight them though and that's the best part is how it is the most pure act of jedi pacifism you have ever 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 seen do you think yeah. you got him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he goes and and you know when he shows up there as that like apparition, and like he basically like faces them. He stands up to them, and he's a complete pacifist the the the, the whole entire time. And he allows his friends or or the good guys, if you will, to to escape and fight an, another day. And that's that is the genius of what Ryan wrote. Is I mean it ties right into what like Rose says. You know, yeah, and at you get the to end. see Poe grow. I didn't mean to rhyme, but you do. Poe po grow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it sounds just, like a Poe Dameron style of music. Right. Po I grow. mean, it's just, there was so, there was so much like stitched into the fabric of that movie that, you know, it deserved so many rewatches to just pick out everything. It was, I do love that movie, even though Attack of the Clones is right now my favorite. You know, that is my wife's favorite is, is Attack of the Clones. And, I feel really bad for that movie. I think it gets on fairly like shafted all the time. Yes. Thank you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's like, uh, you know, I, Lucas was a nut for thinking <sighs> he can do a 1940s like romance kind of thing <laughs> and a screwball comedy for, for a mainstream audience in 2002. Like that, <laughs> him thinking that was going to, going to, going to go over well was insane. But at the same time, like, I, I loved it then, I love it now, and I think the prequels are going to be more loved going forward as we see, as we have directors who come in and make really good Star Wars movies, and, you know, they, they make all of the right choices, but maybe somewhat predictable choices. Like, like I love Solo as well. I mean, I love all the movies. Uh, I, yeah. I, I should yeah. stop saying I love things. I, I love it all. But, but, but Solo, I, I really, really liked it. At the same time, like, Solo is completely a predictable by the numbers what you what you should be doing Star Wars movie. Yes. And George Lucas never gave us that. And I think as as we move forward like I miss it more. I miss Lucas's like nuttiness a bit more and more and I you know I've I've always admired it and loved it and he's always been an independent filmmaker who had this really weird success. To me he's like Nirvana. He's like the Nirvana of filmmakers. This real basic like dude that just brought like the right four chords together, you know? And um I hope that going forward there's some sort of like down the road 
as the prequel generation, you know, starts to become filmmakers. If well, you will. did you did you see that rumor about how um, the Obi Wan Kenobi uh, movie George Lucas would come back to direct? I, I don't know how true any of it is. I always take everything with a giant rock of salt, but um, I just it just made me think, like, wow, that I wonder wonder if Lucas would ever come back to just direct a movie, you know, and and how the fans would feel about that. What yeah, see, yeah, Lucas, for what it's worth, has never made a movie for hire in his life. <laughs> and I don't see that starting when he's like 70, you know? Yeah. And and I also, like, he had complete freedom to do whatever he wanted with Star Wars for, for most of his adult life in the end. And I doubt he would ever come back and let, you know, Disney mess with, with something he was doing because you know they will. You know he will like they wouldn't even make his episode seven, let alone let him make like, like yeah. whatever he wants. And and personally, I think that to us, George Lucas picking a Star Wars movie sounds great. I would love it. I I want that. Like I I would if he would do it, I would take it big time. That that said, and and like the mainstream audiences, I don't think they care. I don't think they would even care or even like really pay attention to that aspect of it. So no, I don't even see giving Lucas like total f- like free reign. Yeah. I don't think it would actually be worth it for Disney. Be a little just more like fanfare, you know. I think yeah, we have yeah. better chance of seeing American Graffiti Three: The Final Ride, <laughs> right? <laughs> see, I my thing with George Lucas is like I have undying respect and admiration for admiration for the man because of this modern mythology that he created. But like Lucas is an idea guy. Like he needs people around him to kind of balance him out. And I like, and like you were saying, like George Lucas's nuttiness. Yeah. I like that, but like, I like it. I like it in like small doses Mm -hmm. because it can go off the rails and in not so good way, way too quick. Don't talk about Jar Jar like that. All right. I'm not talking about Jar Jar. I just mean like his, (laughs) yeah. Jar Jar specifically. I'm just kidding. You know, the, no, yeah. when 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 Lucas was was making the uh, uh, Star Wars prequels, by from most of the accounts that I've I've heard, like one on one accounts from people I've spoken to, was that it he did have th- there were people who were like being like this is nutty or this is crazy or or whatever, but they were more about that that technological boom about the digital democratization of filmmaking. Like yeah. in, in this weird like like way, like like Lucas was was really trying to almost take the knife and stab corporate filmmaking in the heart, you know, and that was sort of the uh, dream at the time, even though he admits he became, you know, basically a CEO, a corporate leader. And um, yeah. but in, in all of that, like kind of stuff, like what he did do and is so, so big. And I hope history gives him that that credit like i mean even like walking dead which is a tv show and not an independent film but like like when you look at the visual effects reels for that show it's amazing and that's on television yeah and and really without george lucas we probably wouldn't have got there yet you would be heading there still you know and like so i think his contribution that stuff was 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 huge and i also think that when they were making the prequels though those like checks and balances, you know, and the idea stuff that I, I know what you mean. And I don't even disagree with it on, on whole, but like, like there is kind of this like idea that like, like he was so powerful and big. No one could like tell him like, Hey, you're being weird. 
And like, but they, they, they did. John Knoll told him he was being weird all the time. Oh, <laughs> you know, oh yeah. Was, I know there, yeah. There are people that temper in. Absolutely. I just mean like someone like a Gary Kurtz. Yeah. Who was able well, to. Well, yeah. See, Kurtz like, though is uh, another thing altogether. Oh well, yeah. But like, <laughs> like with the, like all the stories that people would tell from the set of a new hope where it was like, you know, faster and more intense. And that's the only direction that he normally would give people. And, you know, yeah. when you have someone like Hayden Christensen who needs a director. Yeah. Like, yeah. like someone who needs someone to point him in the right direction and go. Well, th- that's that's the thing about Lucas. It was his casting, like, philosophy was just cast a person. Like, if you want, if you, if you want a Luke Skywalker, cast a Luke Skywalker. And yeah. when, he, when he cast Hayden, like, that was his idea. Like, I mean, like, Hayden is that guy. Like, Hayden does speak like that. Like, like for all of the, the wooden, like kind of uh, for, for being called wooden and manic and Skywalker and stuff. Um, if you like watching an interview with him, the guy that he is that guy. Yeah. And, and yeah. so, so it, it's kind of like uh, nothing was g- going to make that any different is what I want to say. You know, like, like Lucas wasn't going to direct that out of him, um, but other directors have. And that's what I feel bad for Hayden. You know, I feel bad. Exactly. Like, oh, the other movies he's done, he's done movies where you can see that the guy had the guy can be a different person, not himself. But Lucas yeah. wanted Hayden, and he got that. And people were like, "Hey, we need a little bit more um, than that." And it was also <laughs> though, I, I, at that time too, though, like I remember like filmmaking, you know, in the early two thousands, and like I went to like like I'm not knocking Lord of the Rings; it's really not my thing. But I remember going to like Lord of the Rings and I'm like sitting next to like these like two dudes, right? And like both the dudes are just like like weeping like their like their family got murdered. And I'm just like, what is going on here? Like, <laughs> where am I right now? Like, this is Return of the King, dude. It's cool. But like I'm not in, you know, and and so but you go back onto the internet though. See, I can't talk shit because that was me during the last Jedi. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I no no, and, and it's like and, and like I said, like 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 I'm not, I'm not like like knocking anybody who is that into something, but okay. what I what I would say is that like overall, like like that level, like that like you know what was was Lord of the Lord of the Rings like a World War One kind of parable or something, um if you will, um it's like Star Wars never like got that deep into it. And it's so, and, and Lucas played with such weird stuff like that sociological stuff with Anakin. It's all really good. Like oh, why yeah. he becomes that guy is all really good. But at the same time, like does that fit into the, to the uh, genres in which Lucas was playing with? And I think that's the real like criticism of the prequel films that I don't think is, I think should be there. That isn't there. Is that like if Lucas Lucas's failure was was genre and the intensity of what he was putting in there, and then going, I don't have to follow up on that because it's Star Wars. It's it's a B grade science fiction Republic serial. Yeah, and like yeah, so it it, it makes it makes for a, a, a weird pie. But like like I said, I'm 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 loving it more and more. You know, as time goes on and we get the the. The really good so far there hasn't been a Star Wars film that I haven't liked. There's been like animated stuff I haven't cared for and comics and books, but so far the films have worked for me. And um I think that I think that that prequel kind of like aesthetic as well as that sort of style, I hope somebody picks it up again. Like like Clone Wars, 
is just going to keep growing. Like yeah. it's going to go onto that Disney plus streaming service. Mm-hmm. It's going to build an even bigger audience. And like, as we go forward, like, like we may, you know, I mean, like, like look at Ahsoka today. Yeah. Remember when Ahsoka came out in, in 2008 or whatever? I was like, People I was like, okay. They lost their fucking mind. Yes. They were, they were weird. And, and I, at that point, I knew, like, I knew it sounded crazy, but I knew, like, at that point, like, I'm going to trust Lucas. Like, at that point, this- I was still attached to the uh, Tudakovsky, I think that's his last name, uh, Clone Wars version. Like, I still loved that. And I was just like, I, it took me a minute to grow. Like, I didn't that's care about Ahsoka, but it took it, the Star Wars media. Love it. Day. I uh, still love it. And uh, uh, yeah. but growing on to the Clone Wars, it is now my favorite. It's what gave gave me, I think, my appreciation for the Attack of the Clones movie. You know, it's yeah, I love the Clone Wars so much that I just that's why I think uh, it's become one of my favorites now. And that, that then that's very similar to my take on the prequels personally. Is mm-hmm. it like I am so in love with the Clone Wars multimedia project? Yeah. That like I don't think I could ever divorce myself and or divorce Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith from all of the novels, all of the comics, all of the games, and just knowing, at least in legends. That whole lore and everything that went on during the Clone War, I can't divorce myself from that. In my mind, all of that happened. That is exactly how it all went down, or at least for Legends. Yeah. So, like, my brain, every anytime there was something stupid that happened on screen, it was like, what the hell was that? In my brain, I'm like, oh, well, that, yeah, it was because, well, Sora Bulk went fucking nuts and Mace had to go after him. And, okay, cool. Okay, I got it. Right. Yeah, yeah, don't don't you guys think? I mean, what do you guys think about this? I I always say, I don't think, I don't think they should make trilogies anymore. I don't think Star Wars has been a trilogy since I was three years old. Are you saying more story arcs? Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is like like we don't need like like I know it's like a marketable thing to say like we're making a trilogy or or you could sell a three pack of films and it's like sixty bucks. It's like that like sweet spot, you know, like uh, people won't yeah. pay more. But so like like there's kind of like marketing reasons for trilogies. But Star Wars, like as far as I'm concerned, like I like George Lucas made six Star Wars movies basically, and like so I don't even see the I see the first six almost as as a whole to me now. And and it doesn't just doesn't seem like we need to like limit Star Wars in that way because like look at the prequel trilogy, but it's augmented by this huge, you know, this whole this whole hundred plus episode television show that is sometimes as good as as the films them themselves. And yeah, I I, I can't I don't see them as being any any different necessarily at times. And like when we get into to the film stuff now, I mean, like you can throw, you know, you can follow story arcs of characters and say like that's a trilogy, and that's kind of what we're doing. But like right now, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'm ready in episode nine for the for the first order to fall. I don't really want it to yet. I think uh, if Rogue One and Solo could proved anything to us is that Star Wars can stand alone as an anthology series. Mm-hmm. I feel Definitely. like you, they, they do a fine enough job telling the story in one movie. They got that two hour and 30 minute time slot. They they do a lot in that. And they, they managed to jam pack that thing with lore and every sorts of uh, cameo and uh, throwback that they possibly can. And I and I feel like uh, a lot of fan service went into Rogue One and Solo uh, kind sure. of catering to us because when it comes down to it, Star Wars fans is Star Wars. Uh, and yeah. 
I feel they've done a terrific job. Even episode eight alone by itself stands stands to be a good movie. And uh, that that also is about to be said for seven, uh, uh, just as good as uh, as seven. And mm-hmm. they all can stand alone as uh, their own movies. And like you said, uh, one through six, the same to me feels like all the same. Like it, it feels like it's one big story. And whenever right. I watch the prequels, I see it as a completely different story. Like I see returning characters, but I feel like that's just in the universe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because the flow yeah. and the time gap, you know? Yeah. I, I, I hope that, that they don't like limit things like, like for instance, like uh, this current one right now is, 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 is a, a trilogy. And, but like, look at what Ray can still do. And like what Kylo can 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 still do, and with Episode Nine, like if like Kylo doesn't die and the First Order doesn't fall and stuff like that, it won't be like climactic enough. But like in a way, it's going to close so many. It's going to close a door, if you yeah. will. Like we won't be able to do you know Kylo and the First Order going moving forward. We could do stuff looking backward and Knights of Ren movies and stuff like that. And and I I would dig that. Like that that's all yeah. rad. But I, I, at the same time, that's what I'm excited about, about the uh, Game of Thrones dudes. Yeah. Is yes. I've heard it's a trilogy now. And but when they but originally, I think it was only a promise of two films. Yes. And mo- more if, if we wanted it. And like, I like that concept of this saga can can keep going. And I think if we could break those trilogy chains, if you will, people won't freak out as much. Because that's always been the issue is that it like when you when something feels feels limited and then that movie comes like when Attack of the Clones came out, people were like, I'm only going to have one more Star Wars movie. And it was a romance in space. I don't want that. <laughs> like they were mad about it. But if the prequels had been, no, we're going to make as many as we need to like tell the story. People would have been like, keep them coming. Keep them All coming. Right, yeah. I, I'm enjoying this. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I could roll with this. And, and then if they didn't get something right, they could just keep going and, and get And you know what I mean? And augment the story if they needed to, if something didn't connect. And like, so I kind of would like to see Star Wars move forward in that way a little bit more. And I think the prequel trilogy is like the, the prequel trilogy in Clone Wars, I think is the best example of, yeah, there's so many stories like left to like tell. And, you know, they could do it in the, in the in the, the novels and the TV shows and cartoons and stuff like that and that that's all rad. But me personally, I like uh, I love not knowing what's going to happen in film moving forward. Same, and that's why I hope that there's a decent time gap between episode eight and episode nine. Because yeah, I think it's like two years is what I keep hearing. I really hope it's longer. Yeah. I feel I like hope, that kind of limits themselves. That. Like, I, yeah. Well, because when you have a time gap, look at what. Like again, like with the Clone Wars multimedia project and the Clone Wars series, look at the amount of content they were able to squeeze out of three years. But also, I feel like the gap that they put in Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens is big enough that they they're able to uh, put a lot of content in there, like they're doing with the Mandalorian. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So at the same yeah, time, they true. limited themselves, but they also opened themselves up. So yeah, well, yeah. and that's the thing is you ha- you can tell these smaller scale stories. You just have to be careful to not do something so big that it's like, but, why did this come up? Like, whoa, like this is this seems like a big enough event that this should have affected the other stuff. But I just feel like give it I want I want a five year time gap. I think if like I think that like five years is long is really long amount of time 
that gives as much as I don't want to appease the people who are like viciously hate who viciously hate Ray and levy this Mary Sue accusation all the time. Breaking yeah. election five finger. years. I feel like five years is enough time to let her raw power raw or for raw untamed power is like enough time for her skill to catch up to her power true to shut people up and it'd be enough time to let this conflict between the first order and the resistance brew and it also gives you a huge amount of time to then tell extra media stories about that and it gives you enough wiggle room for for movies and tv shows and games and so on and so on and so on to just play in the sandbox that is the first order resistance conflict and i agree with the whole you know uh, let the sequel die kill it if you have to or the trilogy die kill it if you have to um because yeah. I, I, I i agree with you if if you have if you can tell a story in three films do it if you need to do it in five do that too yeah just just tell it to tell it how you have to tell it ex- just don't 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 overblow it and don't undercut it either. Just t- take as much time as you need to. Um, and if the Benioff and Weiss stuff can be done in two movies, do it in two movies. If you have enough to work with that you can tell this in a really beefy way in five films, then fucking go ahead. <laughs> right, right, I mean, right. There's See, plenty I've always been I've always been jealous of of Marvel in that like you know Steve Rogers and Tony Stark and 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 you know all those guys they they get to like they just keep they just keep going like we yeah. get new heroes like like we get like Poe Finn and you know Ray and stuff and we're like well we have th- in theory we have three movies and then we're never gonna get these characters in a film again and I'm I'm hoping that that the sequel trilogy like breaks that I'm hoping that we don't know that we have that already. Because that could be one of the um, interesting things that could happen is that, it, you know, we get past this like trilogy and then we do get another Ray movie because Ray can't start the Jedi Order in a in an episode. Yeah, well, it's, that, that, that story can't be told with, you know, having all of these, you know, A, B and C stories going on at the same time. So so maybe, you know, maybe there will be more and maybe maybe the, the uh, trilogy thing will only be a marketing thing in the end. And but, maybe they will do a Luke's Jedi Academy TV series. That would be Could interesting. Happen. Could now, happen. Uh, what I would like to see personally um, is, and uh, TJ kind of referenced it earlier, uh, Jason, um, a little bit of a running joke on the show is that I am a huge, 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 huge Raylo shipper. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I love, I, I hear him cackling. Um, and I, and I, again, I, Unironically, I think that that was one of the coolest ways you could end the franchise. And granted, I know you you had your whole the great climax. They all climax. <laughs> they all climax. <laughs> um, uh, and I think that if you tell a story, and I'm not going to get into like why I think the poetry of Raylo's uh, culmination perhaps could be the best thing that happened to the franchise, but if that does happen. I want to see what Ray and Ben do together after that. Like, I want to see like how Ben Solo copes with coming back to the light side. Cause I think that's just yeah. one of those ideas that like, you know, I think it's a question that everybody has, but nobody asks, which is like, yeah, like, you know, let's, 
in the loosest terms possible, Vader was redeemed. Yeah. That, it's the point of Star Wars. The whole point yeah. of Star Wars is that anybody can be re- redeemed. It's never too late to start being good. And and he dies immediately. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen – and granted, I, not to, I don't want to change the story, but just for the sheer interest of it. How the hell does Anakin Skywalker rejoin society? Yeah. Well, and like, that's what I like. That's what I love about Kylo right now is Kylo at the end of The Last Jedi is what if Anakin Skywalker just killed Palpatine and and took over the whole <laughs> re- 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 Republic and did what he wanted to do the whole time? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, like, like where he wanted to go with it. And like that's what's kind of rad about the Kylo character right now. See, I want that. I, I'm I'm with you, but what I don't want, and to say Marvel again, is I don't want Loki. <laughs> like I don't. I know people love Loki, but it's like Loki's like a dick, and he does all this horrible <laughs> shit. And then at the end, like because like he you know he does like he saves Thor. So like everybody's like, oh, it's cool, man. You're one of us now. And like everyone's just like, yeah, it's good, man. You know, we're all we're all we're all buddies here. Yeah. And it's like that that's cool, like in the superhero genre, and that's where Star Wars gets complicated for me because like like number one. I am actually more in the Raylo camp than not. And there are people who say that like Kylo Ren is Ray's abuser. Like like if you like that, like you're you're being nuts. Ray and I'm like Kylo Ren are not Joker and Harley Quinn. But I mean well, <laughs> well, well like 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 I, I think that like once again, I think that if we if we take that perspective, I think we're looking past the genre. Yeah, I could, just, were, I could just see Darth Vader right now, like being redeemed and like hanging with the team and either, you know, in a in a negotiation or like or interrogating somebody. And he's forced choking. He's just like, Vader, stop. He's like, <laughs> aggressive negotiations. Remember? But the thing about Kylo that I always say, though, is that like the problem or not, I don't know if it's a problem, but the 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 hurdle for his character is that he needs to be redeemed in the story in an effective way that the audience buys, like like with Vader. It, it was mm. a beautiful moment. Like, he needs that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he also killed Han Solo, who's, like, everybody's, like, best friend in film. Yeah, and, like, that's, yeah. that's, that's what's hard to get past. Like, Darth Vader, he didn't really, like, he killed some kids later on on screen that we didn't care about. And we're like, okay, I guess what's weird. And but and he was but, complicit in the destruction of Alderaan. Hey, right. Yeah. Remember I killed your role model? <laughs> but, yeah, but but yeah, but 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 exactly. He never went like he never went and like said, Who oh, is evil Knievel your your uh, hero, kids of the seventies, and slit his throat on screen. <laughs> right. That didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's that's what's hard for, for Kylo is the audience like forgiving him and, and accepting it and going forward. I'm hoping that it, most of the Star Wars fans go like Harrison Ford wanted to die all the time, and you know he was he wanted to <laughs> do Ren it. Did him a favor. Yeah, and so so it's not Kylo's fault. It's a it's an actor star negotiation thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I well, I knew that. that. Oh, dude, I knew it was gonna happen when he when when I knew Ford was coming back. I was like, he's gonna die. He's gonna yeah. die. I was like, he wanted to die before. He didn't want to come on for Return of the Jedi. It's like this dude wants to be out. And uh, yeah. they're good. they paid him a whole bunch of money for it, and uh, I. But I mean, it was beautifully done too. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. loved that part. Uh, <laughs> it, it was it was great. And then Kylo became like my one of my favorites. He killed my favorite character and became my favorite character. Well, at that moment, like you, after that, you believe him. 
Yeah. You know, you believe in it. Like, like, like catching lasers was rad. I was like, that's cool, man. You're stopping awesome. a laser beam. So, but cool. you, you know, and you're, you're killing these, this like people in the space church. But I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, you know, that, that stuff happens, I guess. But, <laughs> but when you, but when you, when you kill Han Solo at that moment, you're like, okay, like it doesn't even matter if you like the character or don't like the character. Like now he's, He's sort of a, a legend in the Star Wars universe either way because he's done something that You're was huge in that the universe. pirate in the galaxy. Yeah, well, yeah. What you were saying was like you have to make his redemption believable. I think the only way you can truly do that is to flesh out the trauma that created Kylo Ren. Yeah. You know, like the last Jedi novelization, and I think it was Bloodline, talk about how and granted, the Han and Leia didn't think Ben was a monster in the making, but they were afraid of what his power could do. And little child Ben Solo heard them arguing and talking about it, and he interpreted that as they think I am a monster, not this power is dangerous. Right. And how he he just took all of that in and resented them and felt so alone and was lied to about his family lineage. Mm-hmm. And, and – yeah, yeah, he finds it out on on the news, basically. Yeah, like you know, you, you, hey, hey, guess what? You're uh, Hitler's grandson. Yeah, like you, you shouldn't have to just turn on the holonet and go, "Oh my fuck!" You know, I'm I'm the descendant of Darth fucking Vader. Holy Christ! But you also got to think too of the manipulation, uh, you know, because like when Luke raised it, when Luke uh, lit his lightsaber while he was sleeping and he woke up. Uh, you know, Snoke like was preparing him for just that moment. Like, told you, you know, like that. Yeah. One, you exactly. know, that had to have flashed through his head. And I'd like to see them flesh out how Snoke seduced him and what Snoke's relationship to the rest of the crew here was, and show Snoke abusing him too. You know, get into the nitty gritty of Snoke making this child believe that. All he is is the next Vader, that he is just this living weapon and that that is his lot in life. And kiddo, all you can do is kill, but you're going to be the best goddamn killer you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no, because yeah, he's like because like he's also the one thing I want to say is that he's Han Solo's son. Like that's the yeah. one thing that we can't ever overlook. And what is Han's character like? What have they been making Han's character more about recently? He says he's an outlaw. He does things like he's an outlaw, but he's not an outlaw. He's not that guy. He's actually a good man. He wants to 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 pretend to be something he's not. Exactly. And Kylo is doing the same thing, like uh, basically. He's the reverse. Yeah, he's reverse Vader, though. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's like re- reverse Vader, but he's done such horrible things that you can't take back, like yeah, killing you your dad, that. blowing up Hosnian Prime, and so on. And he has to live with that. And that's what I want to see if, if he is redeemed and he gets to live the rest of his life with Ray and gets to keep the Skywalker family alive with Ray. Seeing having to see him go through what Anakin didn't in that I have to live the rest of my life in a constant state of um, guilt and yeah. gratitude. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe Kylo post, maybe if he does live, if he did live, maybe he goes Obi-Wan Kenobi style, Yoda style. Maybe he just removes himself from society at that point because, you know, the whole hermit thing that we've seen that those guys do, 
that would probably be what I would do if I was that guy. See, I see that as incredibly irresponsible of him. He's been giving a, it would be. he's been given a second chance to put the power he has to legitimate use. You don't get to run, bitch. Do, do you think you though, have to clean this up? You have to help clean this up now. But does would the New Republic have pardoned Darth Vader? I don't think so. I think, given full context and being able to sit, I think the leaders of the rebellion and the Republic being able to sit down with Anakin and go, okay, I thought Padme was in danger. Clearly, <laughs> I've been... I don't she know. Was, she I was can't super even hot. hear this. Guys, guys yeah, we, can't really, Portman. we can't really stop you, so, I mean, I guess we're just going to pardon you. Well, <laughs> just I'm, try to do good. Yeah, but that's the thing, is like... Then it's kind of like uh, in Man of Steel that like that one scene where like Superman's walking down the hallway in the handcuffs. He could break out of them at any moment, but he knows yeah. they feel safer if they're on him. And I think Anakin would have a moment of like, I know that you just want to riddle me with blaster holes right now, and you have every right to. But I'd like to tell you how we got here. I think the first person that starts coming down on him for his past crimes, he's going to start choking him out and then like forget for it. He's, you know, like, he's like, oh, sorry, that's the old me. Liar! <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. So, sorry. Old, and I'd like to see, maybe, maybe, maybe not that extreme, but like, I'd like to see like Vader, like that anger starting to come out and him having to bring it back. And I do think that like someone as compassionate and reasonable as Mon Mothma. I mean, after right next to him but, being able to be like, he thought she was in danger. Clearly, he was being groomed since he was nine fucking years old. Jared, I'm just going to have to respectfully disagree after being such a Vader comic fan fanatic and all the crap that he's doing right now to everybody. I just feel like his last effort and, and to kill the, the emperor and then go out with a bang like that. I think that was just perfect. It was just perfect. <laughs> Cass Cassian's friends are going to poison you if you're Darth Vader and you lived. Right? Exactly. You know what I mean? There's a, he's no living for this guy. Someone's going to create another remote control to try to shut him off. Something. <laughs> like something's going to happen. Like turn off the iron. This, it's not going to be an easy redemption for that man. Like he's going to run yeah. into anybody and everyone that he's yeah. killed the mother, father, son or someone of. Like he's killed a lot yeah. of people. I think Jason made a good point. Uh like the partisans of the rebellion are fucked. Like they will exterminate any trace of the empire. Like I've read a lot of, uh, like uh, the the Battlefront Two book, the prequel to that storyline right. tells you a whole story about the partisans group and like the crazy shit that they did and like the lengths that they were going to do. Like they would go to to like stop the empire, and just yeah. knowing that that fucking thing exists. And the rebellion just blows my mind because these fuckers were martyrs. So, like, yeah, yeah, no, it, it's like, it's like, uh, um, you know, it's like Castro. He's not gonna pardon, you know, Reagan. Yeah. For, yeah. You know what I mean? In, yeah. in the eighty, like he's just not like they're. But but that's but what what is I mean if it ever did go that way what is, what is interesting about it is that it, it would make more conflict, which would lead to more stories and more more opportunities and you know elements that that haven't been explored in star wars before but i kind of i kind of i'm kind of curious if they did do something like that if they would have to have the galaxy sort of accept that these 
people are basically not mortals. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you'd almost have to yeah. be like, you know, you know, how do how do the Romans, you know, view Zeus and stuff like that? You'd almost have to like take it to that kind of place to make it where like they're, they're like, yeah, what these people contend with isn't isn't the same as me and you. Like that would almost so it would almost be an interesting story to be told from the perspective not of Ray and Kylo, but the people who are on the ground, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Like we had two hundred men surrounding him and he killed everybody. And uh I was left I'm alive surrounded to tell the tale. By nothing. <laughs> right. Fear and dead men. <laughs> it's just a whole other force, if you will. Ah. Yeah, I know. I did it. Well, I have purpose. a couple more questions for Jason before we go on to talk about the Mando. Cool, cool. So what was your first Star Wars toy? My first Star Wars toy was the Adat driver. And it was actually what got me into it. Uh, um, I was walking down my apartment when I was about two years old, probably maybe almost three around there. Okay. Return of the Jedi hadn't come out yet. And and there were some kids. I, I want to say they're probably about seven years old. They were playing Star Wars on the grass, like at the base of, of the staircase, you know, going down. And um, I saw like the Adat driver and like spaceman and the suit. And he had like the emblem, the orange, you know, emblem on his yeah. shoulder and all that stuff. Or, and the little em- emblems on his head and all that stuff. And I was like, mom, I want that. And she's all, she's like, that's Star Wars. And I was like, yeah, I want that. And she was like, um, you know, maybe for your, for your birthday. <laughs> and then, and I was like, all right, you know, left, left it alone. And then that August, yeah, I turned, I turned three years old and my parents just said, you get $3 for your allowance. Like I guess they think they, they were, they were spoiling me and buying me too much stuff. So they just gave me a $3 allowance for being three. Great, great pay. But that was enough to go to the <laughs> store called Gemco. I don't know if you guys ever had that, but we had a store called yeah. Gemco in the eighties here and uh, it's not around anymore, but it was enough to buy a Star Wars figure. And uh, I got the, the Adat driver and then I was just like so into it. And then f- following, you know, Christmas and on after that, I got like everything else and everything from Empire Strikes Back was discounted at that time because Return of the Jedi was coming. Oh, okay. And so I got, I got hooked up majorly with like all of the Empire toys and um, a few, I actually had a few of the Jedi toys early, like, like not like early, early, but as in like, the box to the Falcon was like a Jedi Falcon, but like my Imperial, like my, my, uh, rebel troop transport and all that stuff that came, all of that stuff was like empire strikes back, like related stuff. And it was towards like the tail end where they used to have this like giveaway where you could mail away for like backpacks, like Hoth backpacks to put on your, on your like troopers. And for whatever reason, everything that I got had, had like four or five of those packages in them. I had a feeling Kenner was just like, let's get rid of this crap. <laughs> so, I got like my Falcon and all, yeah, so like a ton of like Hoth backpacks. It was crazy. But, um, but yeah, so, so for me, it was like the Adat driver. And I was born in 79. And so I was kind of like at the tail end of the original trilogy. And like for me, like, like Jedi was coming out, coming out. I was super excited for it. And my friend actually got the storybook. And we like opened it up and we saw Leia in the bikini and we were like, this interests us. You know, we were, we were learning a lot about ourselves at that time. Um, it's like four years old or something, three or four years old. And, um, um, but anyways, uh, um, but I remember we were reading the part where Leia is his sister and that blew my mind. Like 
I, there was never a time when Darth Vader wasn't Luke's father to me. That was like, of course, like it was on every sitcom, every episode of different strokes was dropping. I am your father somewhere. <laughs> and, and it was like, it was like, so for, for me, like that was like, it was like this weird like year I'd say, but between like the ad at driver and then the idea that Leia was Luke's sister, it just like cemented, uh, it cemented it. It was like, this is amazing. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is also my first spoiler technically oh, okay yeah <laughs> baby's first spoiler yeah uh now on to the awesome awesome stuff so what's up with uh nick nolte and carl weathers being in star wars now with the mandalorian yeah i am not allowed to talk about nick nolte okay i i know some some stuff and it's a little bit. I think it's going to be different than what people expect. God, I love that. I love. You're yeah. just like I can't talk about stuff that's awesome. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about about that part. But, <laughs> it's all right. uh, but like, like, hey, like Carl. Wait Weathers. till the show's over. I can talk hey, about. It. Can I ask you something, Jason? If you get to meet Carl Weathers, can you get a picture of you doing a Dylan Dutch handshake, Dude. like the most popular? You son <laughs> of a bitch! Every time. Dude. I'm pretty sure the power from his muscles would just make me explode. break your arm. Like, like, <laughs> right. like, 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 like that drummer and spinal tap. Just yeah. smoke. Awesome. But yeah, no, I've been following the Carl Weathers thing for a while and it's still not official, but I've, Damn I've on. had it confirmed to me a lot of times now. And I like, honestly, like, like I always have this thing when I'm like covering something or, or doing something like, like trying to figure something out. I always try to go like Jason. What you want isn't doesn't matter. Like you need to you need to throw that out. Like you want this to be true, but it doesn't mean it is. So then, like that's kind of like been one of the things that's like guided my hand in sort of making mostly right calls or a lot. That's of happened right to me before the Last Jedi. <laughs> I had to learn that before the Last Jedi, and I'm so glad I did before <laughs> the movie came out. Such a good tactic. No, it really is. It really, it, it's, it's important to like enjoying anything. Even like I learned that back during the prequels, even, you know, like yeah. I had the idea what the prequels were going to be. And then I saw the, the N1 Naboo Starfighter on starwars.com in 97 and I was, or 98 or something like that. And I was like, Oh, this isn't going to be what I thought. That's mm-hmm. weird, but I'm going to roll with it. You know, it's my favorite is never Starfighter wrong. design. Yeah. It's, a, it's so classy. Um, for real. Yeah. But um, but so when I started getting wind of Carl Weathers was in like late 2007, I want to say. Oh, okay. And when that started, ha- when that was happening, I was like, oh man, I want this to be to be true. Like, please, please be, please be, be, be real. And and then as I finally like moved forward with forward with it later on, when I was pretty sure he was he was in it. And but it's always difficult because he's done other things with Favreau. And and he's also does like a lot of producing and stuff, and and he also does a lot of voice work as well. And so his part um, in Arrested Development. Yes, he makes the stew. He makes the <laughs> stew. And and he's 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 Tobias uh, Tobias's um, acting coach. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You can make so a good stew with that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so good in it. I mean, I mean, I mean, the, the guy like like seriously though, like like some people like kind of like take it down to like like a joke level with him. But the guy's been a badass action hero, and his, his comedic timing is stellar. Like, like he is really, really, truly rad. And like, so I wanted him to be in Star Wars so bad. And like, I'm so glad that right now I 99.99999% positive that it's accurate. 
<laughs> yes, that is great. My phone power is at 99. I think it's right. I think you're <laughs> it, it, it all rhymes. It was meant to be. George Lucas <laughs> set it up that way. Exactly. <laughs> it's his poetry, guys. It rhymes. So, um, what about? Uh, I, I want to talk more about the Mando, but has anything come your way about this Cassian Endor uh, series? You know, what was funny about the Cassian stuff was um, I can't say what it was because I don't want to like give away anything too early about like yeah. what I am getting, you know, and it's really early still. But um, somebody told me about it and the way that they told me about it, I didn't it didn't click on because in my head I was like, like Cassian's dead. I don't know oh, why, and, okay. and but th- there's there's just like like this like element, this Rogue One element that will be included, and and I was just like, and that's what I thought the show was was about, you know. And uh, how spoiler sensitive are we about Mando right oh, now? Oh, just say whatever you want. There's no yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay, so like yeah, so if you are if you're listening and stuff, any spoilers like scare you? Like I'm gonna say some stuff that Spoiler! you might not want to hear. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, no, um. It was the same thing that happened. I'm pretty sure now with 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 the Mandalorian was I was told it's about the the heir of Mandalore who's on a quest or who, who goes on who ends up on a quest to restore Mandalore to the power like it used to be. And I was like, whoa! Awesome. And then so I thought it was about the Mandalorian, but um, now it's been coming out more and more that yet the Mandalorian saves a, a child. And I'm pretty sure that child is the actual era Mandalore now. Baby backpack. <laughs> yeah, 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 to- totally. It, it's not, it, it's, it's not, you know, you know, and that's not 100% confirmed either, but I'm pretty sure that's where we're going with this. And what's rad about it that I don't think, um, has been connected as well as it could have been, um, uh, amongst us fans is that. That kid is going to grow up to be Kylo and Poe's age. Yes. Oh my God! I was about to say, like this, this, this era is like between that thirty-year gap. That yeah. They're toying. Oh, that is awesome. Because I mean, now I wonder: have, have we seen what this little girl looks like anyway? Because if she's blonde hair, blue eyes, related to Duchess, I'm going to freak out. I know they all don't have to be related, but she's royalty. Yeah, well, we don't we don't know <laughs> if it's a girl or if it's a boy yet. You just want it to be. A girl, ah, okay. Know? Well, I you know uh, still. Yeah, that's true. You just had child. I just automatically thought Duchess. I was like, Willow. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, but that's that's what, um, and that's what makes me think it's not Cobb Vanth from from the aftermath stories. In that, like Cobb Vanth is like, you know, he becomes like the new. He gets the boba armor, and becomes like the new sheriff. Oh in town. yeah, yeah. And and like the way that it, the story is being shared is that it the, the, that the Mando and the TV series is supposed to actually kill everyone, and he can't but he can't kill the baby, and I just don't see Cobb Vanth as being like a hitman type like it no, doesn't seem to like 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 line up with his ex slave past and like his character's arc that we know of, so so I'm not thinking it's Cobb Vanth now I'm thinking it's somebody else but from um, one of the things uh, that I've heard for quite a while now. Was that it, you know, his costume, it changes a lot. Yeah. And, um, you know, so basically by, I think like in the middle of the second episode or something, that picture that we, that we've seen, it's already outdated. It's not the costume anymore. That just opens up the door to so many different action. Well, but I mean like, so the Mandos, (laughs) the Mandos all have like relatively the same looking style armor, but all just different done differently. Do you think it'll be like that or just like completely different looking like armor? Like. 
Yeah, well, right, right now, I right now I have too many conflicting things to like know what the what the what the final costume looks like. Mm-hmm. And when I've seen them filming, um, I have noticed a couple of changes in the the costume that the person wears that I'm pretty sure is going to be CGI. Ah. Okay, and uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that that's what's going on there because when I first got the scoop that it was going to be you know the Mandalorian. When I first got that, and and I and I remember soon after learning that Filoni was going to be directing too, and and in all, but the thing that I was told was it's going to be you use CGI like in a way that hasn't been done before, and it's going to be using the technology from the ILM X Labs people, and it's going to be completely something that like has never been like pulled off, and it's more of the George Lucas kind of idea of filmmaking, you know, like, like push the boundaries kind of stuff. Yeah. Nice. And, and, and my, my theory, I don't know this for certain. And I, I, I've given it to a couple of people and they said, that sounds probably true, uh, but they, they couldn't confirm it. But I think that yeah, this series is going to be almost like a test bed for how to make star Wars movies for a lot cheaper. Oh, because it's going mm. to, yeah, because they're going to be able to like do so many, so many things with visual effects at the same time. That's going to make it, where they don't have to do reshoots as much and they don't want to have to, they're, they're going to know what they're getting before they, before they make it a lot, a lot of times. And it might even like sort of, I don't mean to say that, that, that the Lego guys were idiots. I think they went to make the star Wars movie they wanted to make and they just didn't want to buy that star Wars movie. But I think that it's going to kind of solve some of that too, because the idea that you go out there and you just improvise and make stuff up and change the script on the fly that's not going to be happening. Like, I don't think as much with with this kind of stuff that 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 they're doing now. Because like from what I understand, like they're able to like pretty much like see what the complete background is and what's going on in it and stuff like that, and uh, know if they're getting the right stuff pretty early. So like like I'm fairly certain that it, that that Mando costume is going to be um, mostly a CGI thing. There is a real one. I mean, we saw we saw the we saw the guy out there with the with the helmet. Mm-hmm. Like doing like like putting the helmet in front of the blue screen and getting like light tests and eye lines with it and stuff like that. But whenever I've seen them filming, the the guy who's in the in the costume never wears it or he never has the full costume on. He always has that like rig thing on with this bundle sticking up in the back. And I think the bundle in the back now is the baby. Oh wow! And and Maybe I um knows. yeah and and I and I and I. And people have said, like, well, why do the suit in CGI? And there's a ton of reasons. I mean, even from, I mean, look at look at Tony Stark once again. Like his suit CGI most of the time in, the, in those movies too. But also, if you're gonna have a baby on the back, that might be yeah. a reason to to do that as well. That might that might be just an added you know reason for it. And um, but I think that we don't really know much about the Mando for the first couple of episodes too. Oh, okay. That's kind of that. That's kind of where um. That's I'm still feeling this out, but I'm pretty sure that we sort of see that guy return to being a Mandalorian more than a Boba Fett type, and like you know the way I had always heard it was that Favreau wanted to do a, a Boba Fett thing. They're like, well, we're already doing one. You know, this guy over here is writing it, and then they're like, he's like, okay. What if I do a different story and it was like a Mandalorian guy and, uh, you know, and basically tells the, the uh, story he wanted to like tell with Boba and they're like, oh yeah, okay, cool. And then, so I guess that started going forward. And then as they started to move from what I've heard, they started to move forward with it and then, um, it got really good 
And then the Boba stuff, they were like, well, let's, you know, the solo stuff happened. And then they were like a little bit like, well, let's, uh, let's just shelve that because I think the Boba stuff, the Boba script and the Mando stuff that they were doing, I don't think those things were interfacing. And I, that's what I've heard. So that, so treated as a rumor, but the rumor I heard was that yet the, the Boba stuff, the Boba script and the Mando stuff just wasn't interfacing and something was going to have to like change. And the Boba um, thing probably wasn't coming out as good as the the Mando stuff, and they decided to go that way. And I think that it was a, the right. I think it was the right move because I think this is going to probably, if anything, make, make people thirstier for a Boba story. Somewhat adjacent to that, and I just wanted to ask you while we had you. Yeah. The story Collider was reporting on not too long ago about the whole Obi Wan like being fifteen minutes away from being announced yeah is that is that a thing or is that to be honest well when it comes to when it comes to that that side of things when it comes to like like you know how close the pr people were to like saying stuff that i honestly don't know i i really i would be overstepping to like pretend to know the collider side of things is more of like a pr game if you will like okay like 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 they don't go out and like get like I don't think they get scoops the same way I do. I think they get them through, through the PR people, through like the official channels, and like because they're a big, you know, like pretty much a trade. Are they a trade? I think they are. Yeah, but, um, they are. Yeah, they're a trade. So it's like you know they, uh, they're like their whole like business, if you will, is like completely different. And so I never know. Like I'm, I'm I actually would love to talk to one of them one day just to kind of like find find out like when you run a scoop. Like, how do you run a scoop when you when you're like in the business of playing ball with them? You know, like that's my thing. Yeah. Is like, like I, you know, in no way do I not want to play ball with them. But when you get down to it, like the the powers that be tend to infantilize um, anybody who's not a trade. They they, yeah. they tend to just see, oh, you're a fan site, and and you know you you like squill when Hot Callus comes on, and I'm like, no, I don't. I'm not that guy. I'm a. I actually. Do I think I do journalism? To be honest with you, I mean the amount of work that I, I put into it and like the stuff I I get and the answers I dig into and find. I mean it's it's a uh, it's above and beyond. I think what would just be like I'm a fan site. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they 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 don't they don't care though. They don't really, they they care about like you know like that like that 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 big dude at IGN who's going to get like your your cartoon on the front page of IGN. Like that's what they care about. I totally get it. It makes sense. But it's it's like it's completely two different things. So from my angle, from my side of things, to go back to your question, was the Kenobi stuff was I was told um, from Pinewood people that they believed they were making a Maz Eisley movie and an Obi-Wan movie and a Boba movie. And okay. and then I knew and and they all believed that like like the, the people on the cruise there, they all they all thought that they all believed it. And then what started to happen was they started to see studio space being relinquished, meaning stage whatever won't be used in January now. And I think it was in January was when stuff was supposed to, I want to say it was January. I could be wrong about that, but it was, that was when stuff was supposed to start kicking up. And uh, then they were like, okay. And people started to see that work was going to be slipping away. And then, so that's when I started to hear like, yeah, yeah, movies are being canceled. And I knew that, and like I said, I'm pretty sure now 
after talking to a couple of other people that the Moz Eisley movie was going to be was going to be a Moz Eisley movie own movie and um it was it was going to have Han Solo show up in the movie though oh. so Han Han was going to but it wasn't a solo sequel but it was what would have been the solo sequel if you will i see yeah and so so you were going to have Han getting the Moz Eisley and having an uh, an adventure there at some point so and it sounded like like they thought and 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 when i say this like i don't mean it to insult my sources obviously but you know they they didn't read the script yet you know what i mean or or they hadn't made the movie yet like most of my sources at pinewood most pinewood sources are good after they've made the movie not because they don't really say here's the script they get to work on the movie for 8 months or you know whatever it is and then then they they kind of know what's going on in it and so they hadn't made that movie, but there was supposedly a lot of a lot of pre and early work done to to do Maz Eisley. And I've gone back and forth on it because I for a time I thought, what if it was just art department people working on Mandalorian? And, yeah. cause, and, and now I, I, I confirmed it that that it was Tatooine when I got the Jawas on set. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on, I mean, we knew it was Tatooine, but we were just being cautious because you don't want to overstep. And on, on too many goddamn deserts. Yeah, right. And and um, I'm even having that problem with episode nine, right? This new sandy rock planet. But um, <laughs> is it Jakku? I don't know. But um, uh, anyways, so there was going to be tattooing stuff coming, and so it, it's really like I don't know how close that Obi Wan movie was. Yeah. Um, a part of me thinks it wasn't super far off but i just feel like if you signed it would have got out yeah like, i feel definitely. like i feel like because and one of the things about like i like like for instance i knew that that hamill was in episode nine like for quite a while because another agent knew because he tried to get uh-huh. hamill for something and they were and it just it came out in casual conversation like i so what i'm trying to say is like i just don't really see it as having not uh, as 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 having got that far, or maybe it wasn't Ewan. Maybe it was going to happen, and it wasn't Ewan. You know, that's always possible too. Uh, yeah. Unlikely though, unlikely, but but yeah. possible. And so, um, yeah. So when it comes to the to the Obi Wan stuff, they did they did think there was an Obi Wan movie coming, and but at the same time, like I never really got anything about the Boba movie that made me. Th- I mean, the Boba movie, the the, the Obi Wan movie that made me really understand how close or how far it was away. Like there were times early on, like when the Boba movie was like clear, like it's far away, like mm-hmm. it's not ready to happen. And then obviously a bunch of setbacks kept happening on that one too, with Josh Trank, you know, suppose I, I heard the way I heard it when it was going down was it took a shit on the set of fantastic four. He did. Yeah. <laughs> was yeah. that, was that, was that, did it, was that ever confirmed? Um, he was out of control. I know that yeah. much. He was because after Fox started like going really nuts with over involving over involving themselves with Fan Four Stick, he was like showing up to the set high as a kite all the time. And he like he went on yeah. a rampage and like destroyed shit on set because they because they were sending producers who were literally repainting his sen- his sets. Yes, yeah, uh, that was yeah. See, see, I heard this stuff as it was going down. 
and and before it was like really like 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 reported big time and i just heard he was being dicked over really really bad yeah but, was sh- but but he had a point where he shut down and then he just started showing up stoned and like smoking weed and stuff and was just like i don't give a fuck like you've taken my, my movie and then i i think kinberg came and directed the rest of it maybe i can't remember remember how that happened that was there was Me talk either. of that I also remember like like the day the movie dropped and the reviews started flowing out, he put on Twitter like the second the review embargo lifted and all the shit started coming out about how bad it was. He was like, yeah. this wasn't the movie I made. This isn't my film. This is a completely different vision. And like even though he had every right to go AWOL, sure. the fact that you know this person will go this off the rails if pushed, I don't blame Disney for jumping shit. No, no, no. I, I, I don't, I don't blame them, them either. Because I mean, even if it only, because number one is I actually have way more empathy for, for him than, than not. I mean, I, yeah. on one hand, like I think if you go to make something in a corporate system like that, like they're, they're gonna fuck you. Like it's just going to happen probably. If you're not already like a big name player like J.J. Abrams or something, you're probably gonna, gonna get fucked. I mean, that's what, that's yeah. what George Lucas spent his life not doing that. Not not playing in that system as much as he could, you know, and but at the same time, had he gone forward and made the Boba movie, people the whole time just would have been like, "Is he taking his shit on indoor and stuff like?" They would have just been like all over the place, and so you know what you know at that point you couldn't do anything about it. Hopefully, though, I I, I hope that guy gets. I hope like indie, you know, like they. I hope he gets some indie movies going and like really kind of keeps making movies that are befitting of someone who should make a star Wars movie because I mean, he proved to them that he sh- that he should have a, sh- have a shot by, yeah. by, by his, by his movie, you know, no. but the, by the, by his work. And, uh, so, you know, it would be kind of cool if, if that guy did, did rebound from it because it kind of would suck if, uh, we lost a good filmmaker just because he was almost going to make a star Wars movie and he got sucked into a superhero void of, of a shit superhero movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fox will do to you. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, aren't they about to become Disney now? <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> right. So I have other stuff in the show notes to talk about, but uh, due to time constraints, we will cover it next week. Uh, we don't have that much uh, news this week anyway, but we're going to get to the emails because one of our uh, one of the people in our group wasn't able to make it today and he wanted to ask you a question, Jason. Cool. Cool. So, so he emailed us and uh, he said, greetings, everyone. Your Dark Lord, Chad Vader, That's he's, he has his own little persona. I apologize to our esteemed guests for not being able to make it today. My wife is out with the kid, with, with friends, so I must sit with my younglings. Away on today's topic. Yes, we all have. There has been major buzz lately with Quentin Tarantino planning to do an R-rated Star Trek film. So my question is this. Do you think it's time we have an R-rated Star Wars, specifically a horror-based in Star Wars universe? We've seen it done on a different scale with the Clone Wars episode Brain Invaders, as well as the novels Death Troopers and Red Harvest. I personally think it's high time we got something along those lines. Maybe in the form of a miniseries. What do you guys... Oh, what, is, what the hell? What do you guys... Disney I Plus. saw that. Yeah. Okay, that makes no sense. But through. or possibly a full blown series along the lines of Supernatural with an with a next mix of horror and comedy. I've been thinking about this a lot, and there's a lot of untapped potential here. But what works best? A zombie setting? A full blown slasher set in an outer rim territories? Maybe something akin to Alien? I think any of these would be an interesting and an entertaining addition. What do you guys think? As always, this is your Dark Lord Chad Vader signing off. Jason. 
Like, yeah, I, I, well, number one is that, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm a film guy first and foremost. I like, like film. And so I would love for them to do something so weird that it was an R rated Star Wars on, on film, but the amount of money at play and the merchandising options and stuff like that, I don't think it will ever happen for Star Wars. I don't think it would make sense. Um, no. you, you can't really, you can't really sell toys to kids who can't watch the movie. Yeah. Um, that that said, um, I think that streaming is the way to go because, <laughs> you know, on, on it's weird. I, I don't know if, if Disney Plus, if Disney, if it being called Disney Plus is going to stop that. You're right. Like, like, can you put something R rated on on anything called Disney? I, I don't know if they, if they would do it, but they are letting us drink in Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. So, so technically, stranger Deadpool, things have happened. Deadpool 2 is you a also- Disney movie. So. Yeah. No, true. no, not yet. Not true. yet. Oh, Disney not yet? Own Fox yet. No. Okay. They, they, from what I've heard, Disney takes ownership of Fox January 1st. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, there, there's, there, there's, um, but the, uh, the mini series, like, like that Cassian show. Yeah. I mean, look, look at what we got in Rogue One with Cassian in the first few seconds of just seeing that guy, like, as like day to day. It makes me think if you're going to do a Cassian series, it's like going to be kind of R-rated yeah. almost, right? I mean, it yeah, probably dark. won't be rated because it won't be on TV. So they, they <laughs> don't have to acknowledge it, I don't think. That's but what I was thinking. How many people is Cassian going to silence in order to keep the rebellion a secret? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, and well, and, and that that's what's so rad about that is that like we, bodies. yeah, is that is, was that it? Like like Cassian might not always be that dude, but that might be what happens in the series. We might see how he becomes that guy. The guy right. who has to do those those like tough calls, or what if in the series he doesn't do it, and then we see what happens because he didn't. Yeah, you know? I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, like, um, that's that's what's weird about Star Wars is it's mostly adults who are consuming it when you get down to it. I mean, there's always kids coming in, but there's more probably more adults consuming it than anyone, and it has to be for kids still. And it, and if if it that changes if if Star Wars loses its identity, and you know they they could they could hurt it. So it's like it's like they kind of I think almost have to test those parameters in slow ways, you know, like uh, and and not not do anything. I don't mean to say not do anything too daring, but in terms of like tone, if the tone shifts too hard, it may not even feel like Star Wars. It may feel like we are watching, you know. Um, Kill Bill with skin with Star Wars stuff, and I don't know if that connects in the same way because there's so many like every time there's a new Star Wars thing that comes out, right? Yeah, you have people who are upset because the Force and the Jedi and the mysticism is what they love, or then you have the other side where it's like, no, I like the war and and like Echo Base and the clone troopers and that like being you know uh in the army kind of thing, like the military aspect. So there's all of these like little things that define what it is for us. And when you take it into the rated R kind of place, like mystical stuff doesn't really need to be rated R when you get down to it. Yeah. You, you could pretty much get by unless you're showing like nudity or something. Twi'lek titties and, and Quirin who kills people. Yeah. Or like, you know, or, or the, that great set of tits we saw in Last Jedi, you know, when, <laughs> when Luke, Luke drinks the milk. But I mean, it's cat titty milk. Yeah. Right. But uh, um, no, it, it's it's such a it's such like a, like a weird thing because like like on one hand there's like elements of Rogue One where I'm like yeah I do want that more adult Star Wars, 
But then on the other hand, like like my my kid likes Rogue One. Like like he'll watch it with me when it when it's on. And he loves like Cassian and K2. Uh, he thinks they're they're like pretty rad and he plays with their with their toys and stuff and likes it. But if he if he has the option of of any other Star Wars movie, he pretty much goes with with Rogue One last, I'd say. And it's the most adult of them. And and so it's kind of a kind of a weird thing because like he'll watch Last Jedi just fine. And I think that's actually in the strangest of ways a very adult Star Wars film, but you can enjoy it on on that other superficial like just naive childhood level. At the same absolutely, time. absolutely. And, yeah. So I don't. But but that like that horror Star Wars would be so fun. Right. You know, like like right. uh, I I I didn't really like I didn't love like like the the Red Harvest you know book you know yeah. like I I didn't hate it. I just was kind of like, uh, like a book for that wasn't, in my opinion, like the best place. Like it should have been a comic first. Cause like right. zombies are yeah. visual to me, you know, like the visuals, you know, are what you need for that. And, uh, so I would love for them to, to do more of the, of those like mashups, you know, of like, yeah, like, like let's take horror and Star I Wars. Think Cause I mean, Marvel's doing but like, that. like they are. Uh, I think there's a, there's a movie coming out that involves like, I think it's called the new mutants or something. Oh right, and they're like yeah, trapped in a, they're, one, yeah. yeah, they're trapped in an institution, and they're like starting to experience weird shit because of their mutant abilities and stuff. Yeah, oh. what about Burn Bright? That whole alternative universe take on Superman being a psychopathic child. <laughs> <laughs> that looks but, but, uh, pretty cool. But like, 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 if you think about it, like, if they ever wanted to, not that I don't even know if this would even connect or even make sense. It'd probably be more laughable than anything, but. I mean, if we have, you know, we have Freddy Krueger, you know, like, and, and Jason Voorhees and those kind of weirdos, um, in Star Wars with the uh, dark side, like, being a Freddy Krueger, it seems like you could, maybe you can do that. Like, that kind of horror story could make sense in a very, like, dark side centric kind of, kind of, kind of tell. And like, like a dark sider who's so, like, a profound telepath. Or yeah. even, even like just going like the more demonic route. Like, you know, you always have like, I, I don't know, like, uh, Evil Dead where Ash, you know, has the necro, necromonicon. Yeah. That right now. Necronomicon. And, um, yeah, so for some reason I can't say it right now. Um, <laughs> um but you know, you could have, you know, your, your, uh, your, uh, teenage heroes who basically open up the book. You know what I mean? Uh, something equivalent to, to the, the holocron or the book or whatever it happens to, to be. Yeah, and like, right. so, so I, I could see like it being conceived and executed like in like a really, in a really like interesting way, in a way that takes like some of the old eighties genre of horror and, and, and yeah. repackages it for, for, for today. Cause that's always been what Star Wars has done the best was taking the nostalgia of 20, 30 years ago and, and bringing it back in some new way for, for a, a new sweet audience visual of like Luke, like unscrewing his hand and putting a fucking chainsaw or like a laser chainsaw on there. <laughs> <laughs> just tearing through a things. Light, a light chain, a light chain, force pushing right. things and just chainsawing things in half. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but, 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 but I, I will say that like, like, and as much as I, I, you know, was an eight year old kid going to the radio store to rent horror movies to look at boobs. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that like, like, like nudity in Star Wars would always just seem weird to me. Yeah, yeah I agree. I can agree. We did Mostly get a three, anyway. we did get like a, a like a six titted woman at one point, didn't we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, but she didn't, but she didn't take her, she didn't take her top off. 
and, and there, there were six there of was, them. There's a nipple slip I mean, in Return of the Jedi too. Also, you, you can see yeah, you, you, can you, can see. you can see Ula's Ula's nipple. True, <laughs> but that's 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 for us to talk about on, on the fifth grade playground. On the because if you have the VHS, <laughs> I'll show you. But. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it's like, you know what I mean? But, but like, but like, there was, if there was like ever like a moment, you know, like if it like solo Han had thrown it out to Kira and she like disrobed right there, Ooh. I'd love to see it, but it would have been, it would have felt like, I like Game I of Thrones with the whole Amelia Clark being naked thing. That's, that's a beaten horse at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's true. Literally, literally, people have beaten their own horse to it. But, <laughs> But but but, but it's, it's a masturbation. <laughs> you know. But 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 I I think that like I think like yeah probably pushing action violence and intensity and stuff like that is probably like like the way where I could see see that ground being broken. And and streaming I when they stream stuff on Netflix, do they have to put like if it's mature? I can't remember. They do. I don't know if they have to, but they do. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's like a choice or not, or if there's like a a ratings board like there is for video games and film, you know, an MPA huh, or right. a ESRB, whatever the hell it's called. There is streaming. for tele. There is. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think they just hold true to what the TV one is. Okay. Just to like avoid the issue, and they're just like, we'll play this ball, I, um, in the name of formality or for like, syndication the, opportunities down the road, maybe. Perhaps. I think the way that they're doing it. You know, um, in little bits, you know, where we get Anakin uh, decapitating Dooku and you see his head roll just a little bit. Like, that's pretty brutal. I mean, in, in yeah. Rebels, in Rebels, you had uh, the, the Grand Inquisitor lop the heads off. You heard the heads fall to the ground um, when he when he killed those two guys at the like, I think it was first or second um, season. Um, and the Inquisitor just walks behind both of them and just boom, and you hear you know, the thump, thump of their two heads. It's like, that's pretty crazy for a rebels say think I, about like the praetorian guard fight in the last jedi yeah like there was not a like there's only a couple people who just get the normal slash across the chest or stab through the force <laughs> that guy gets thrown into that garbage disposal like holy crap, kylo man. stabbed yeah. someone in the fucking throat with his cross guard <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, one I, of my I, favorite uh, kills ever i i i knew uh i have a friend who worked on the, the prequel films as a visual effects person and when they were doing the clones, um, when the, the, the choice was made that we're not going to do any real clones, any like physical clone suits oh, and all okay. that, um, supposedly George said, like, it might help us with the, with the rating. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. But, but, but that's always, that's always the, the thing with Star Wars is like when people get killed with the lightsaber, lightsaber is not real. Yep. So it doesn't get the same scrutiny, you know, as like as like a, a gun that fires sword. bullets and and <laughs> stuff like that, you know, because it's not real. Or if it's a spaceman or if it's an alien. Right. Like when like they were that. mowing down those uh, Geonosians on the Clone Wars, like they <laughs> yeah. were just hacking them to bits on TV. And these kids are just holding the flamethrowers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the most violent and most badass like moment in Star Wars is when Ahsoka Gets those mandos. Oh, and yeah. like, well, decapitates them. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. That Fucking was savage Ahsoka. But, but that was on, that was on Cartoon Network. Like, it got yeah. on the Cartoon Network, you know? Yeah. And I, I do know that, that there was a lot of like, I don't, I don't want to say drama, but there was a lot of like, we're, we're pushing it here stuff on that show for yeah. that network. It definitely were. And I mean, it's, 
I and like uh, to harken back to that. I keep saying that word. So I'm going to stop. But you know, to go back to that email about like you know the Braid in, uh, Invaders episode, like that was that was great. I think I feel like those like small bits that we get where it's a little bit outside the realm, you know. But you know, it, it's still within. Uh, the Star Wars bubble, I guess you can say. Like, I I do enjoy that, um, you know, little bit of it. But I mean, a whole series, I feel it's just um, it, it, like like you were saying, it might just not feel Star Wars. It just was something else with Star Wars skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's what they struggle with, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I feel bad for Lucasfilm is the sense that whenever anybody takes on something, they got to make it. They got to make it new. Got to make it good. And it's got to somehow fill Star Wars, whatever that means. They got that sandbox that with the, uh, the imaginary lines to play in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, it's like color whatever you want, but stay in the lines. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 then, it, and then it's like, what are the lines? Because everybody has a different idea of what ask they are. Ask Pablo. Yeah, right? <laughs> Hashtag ask Pablo. We should do this. Like a media flood of Pablo Hidalgo. <laughs> Um, well, here's my idea for this with the whole um, just not that I, I'm overly fond of the idea of R-rated Star Wars, like we were all saying, something streaming, perhaps. A couple of smugglers are sent either on a mission or are crash landed on Dathomir. And you have a handful of Joe Schmoes with blasters trying to not get brutalized by the Night Sisters. Hmm. Or a Friday the 13th style, um, just Vader. Yeah. Um, everybody comes back to the Rogue One hallway scene, as they should. Awesome. One of my favorite, favorite moments in the new canon is the beginning, is it's towards the, towards the beginning of the Lords of the Sith book, where Vader's on this, uh, there's a, the Ryloth, free Ryloth movement and Vader's carving his way through a bunch of these uh, Twi'lek rebels and like all of the people on the command deck of the flagship all they have is the audio from the one guy's comm link and all they hear is Vader's respirator screaming Mm. and a lightsaber swinging (laughs) and they're like and they're all freaking out because it's all here like the thunks of metal like you can hear him throwing people into the wall and just like the everybody losing their shit. But Vader is such a good could be such a good horror villain because once he's done, he just walks up to the communicator and just stands near it breathing. See, I think all of that <laughs> would be knows. great. <laughs> I think all of that would be great done in a way like these new Galaxy of Heroes shorts are. Like you make these yeah. little mini like horror Vader shorts, or it's like ten, uh, like maybe like a five to ten minute clip of just like some crazy scene where Vader is like going to accomplish some mission where he has to just hack his way through all of well, these people, and you can get that, you know? Yeah, I was I was talking to it. Kind of kind of relates to our conversation actually, really really really, really well. Um, I was talking to to a, a friend in the industry, and he was like, "So he's like, I'm Lucasfilm. Pitch it to me, you know." And I, so I was like, "Okay." I'm like, and so I was like thinking about it for a minute, and I was like, "Well, you know, I would do the Darth Vader movie because it would be huge. Everybody would would want it. But the problem with Darth Vader is like, like, what do you do with him? Thank you. And 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 what you I think what you do with him is, um, he wanted to save Padme, 
And mm. just because Palpatine screwed him over doesn't mean like, why would that quest stop? Like, it, like she's dead. But if you, you know, you know what the dark side can do and you know what the force can do. Like, why wouldn't he, why wouldn't there be some sort of story? I'm not saying that he should literally go to hell, but like, but you could have Vader after some sort of artifact that, that could lead to like some kind of resurrection thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it, and, 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 and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, but you would, you know, but you could like literally have heroes trying to stop them, but you could also like spend time with Vader and make it, you could be empathetic towards them and also fear him and stuff like that. And there's just so many opportunities, um, to, to work with him still and, and to still like give insight because a lot, a lot of the comics have done some of like the best Vader moments. Like I thought that that stuff would be coming in novels, but it's actually been the comics. Yeah. Like, like, like where he finds out like that, you know. Palpatine's not his friend. Oh yeah, <laughs> so. it's it's been it's it's been a it's been great right now. But uh, anyway, we're only getting one more issue to this series. But I love, I would love to see that you know um, done in some style of animation or just like you know real action. Uh, yeah, it would be really sweet. But like you were saying, uh, like what else do you do with them? like uh, like dialogue and stuff vader wasn't one to be like this guy who's gonna just he's not a big talker you know he says a few things here and there but it's mostly just breathing and lightsaber swing yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i would i would i would probably like i don't know in theory would probably you know you could, you could probably do some some like flashbacky kind of moments too you could probably show more anakin and padme in cool. moments that we never saw before you know what i mean mm-hmm. stuff like that and and but also depends on on like when when you set the the uh, story too, like does it you know yeah. do you do you set it between Empire and Jedi because you because you because you could if you wanted to, yeah. and he would know that. his sons out there he could he could be like Vader could lit- literally think he's he has his family at his fingertips again. We did it, Padme. We but, did it. Uh, yeah, but, but but also but also in failing in failing <laughs> in that quest, but with with the good guys winning, you would have Vader maybe give up on immortality and that's what would make the force ghost thing the bigger surprise you know if you said it before a new hope you know what i mean like like where he doesn't he because he, he says in, in uh revenge of the sith i know there's things about the force they're not telling me and when lucas no, wrote that just, I'm sorry he, yeah I, 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 I always thought that lucas was talking about the force ghost thing there's stuff there's like powers that like he doesn't know about, and that's why he has no idea. And obviously, they they've, they've made it pretty clear that like life after death is not something that a, a Sith could get in the same way as a Jedi, if ever, because yeah. of the way they don't they don't have that spiritual center, if you will. Yeah, they yeah, just want to just live forever. <laughs> like, yeah, um, Lucas said something to the effect of like the reason why that is is because you, you like surrendering yourself to the force is the most selfless act possible. And the Sith doctrine inherently is the exaltation of self. Right. Right. There's something right. that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it makes, it makes total sense. I mean, it, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're all about controlling, you can't give yourself to anything, <coughs> you know? And, and, uh, and so I hope that it, that kind of stuff, I hope that they keep Lucas's sort of like general rules, in mind that one part towards the end of rebels you know where you had like that little time travel-esque kind of moment with the gates yeah kind of like that that kind of scared me 
You know, scared, what I mean? of, scared a couple of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I like the the I, I like the story uh, at the end. You know, like what they did with it. I liked it. It was it was cool. It was good, and and like how it unfolded was fine. I just didn't like what it might give to lesser filmmakers. What if you know? I th- I think we've been pretty lucky to have Kathleen Kennedy running Lucasfilm. Just Filoni being yes. Filoni was that story arc. <laughs> but but no. But we're gonna we're gonna eventually eventually there will be a bozo. It will happen. Yeah. Like like if we live forever, if, if we're Sith, we want to live forever, and we do. Um, we're we're gonna see an era where the movies do suck, where the people who they bring in just don't click, and and it. I hopefully it's not in our lifetime. Hopefully it's not anytime soon. But you know, it, but it could happen, and that's what I don't like about about what Rebels did with that gate, because uh, you know you give somebody the wrong person the keys, and I guess I guess if the wrong person has the, has the keys, they have, and we're gonna get screwed either way. But that one right there is just like it's like giving a you know a chip a machine gun and saying don't fire it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you know? very dangerous. It, I, I as much as I did like understand what he was trying to do with that device, I, I yeah. just. I, yeah, it is dangerous to to play with time travel like that. <laughs> I also yeah. like the and because of that fear, that's why I like the fact that he made the uh, world between worlds so specifically difficult. Like you, like it seems like you have to have be at a certain access nexus in the Force, and I kind of the vibe I got from it was that the time travel going on there was kind of like in Harry Potter. Where like the time travel always happened, like yeah. Ezra didn't save Ahsoka in that moment. Ezra always saved Ahsoka. That was right. always a part of the timeline. So right. I I think it's still dangerous because like just like Jason was saying though, it's like all you need is one guy that can just be like, oh well. Oh, I mean, oh, there doesn't yeah, have yeah. to be one gate, you know. Like even or, right or, now, all I have to say is, oh oh, uh, there's a talisman. Or, that Yoda left behind, and if right. you wear it, you could just go there right now. Or, or Vader's exactly. castle yeah. has this power conduit that can open up this portal somewhere. It's actually it's like a, a gate to it's, me. It's a lazy boy chair, and when you recline <laughs> it, you fall back into the other, <laughs> yeah. other world. Of, <laughs> yeah. When you recline it, you end up in the Legends canon. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you so, have like you know. Infinite Crisis with Star Wars. Well, sorry <laughs> to cut you guys short, but Jason has stuff to go do. And I got, I, got, I got little kids to pick up. That's yes. right. I forgot about them. Oh, and, <laughs> man. We are coming up on the two hour mark, which would mean this is the longest episode that we've ever had other than Grosso's. So, <laughs> so I'm okay with that. So Grosso beat me. What? No, I think you beat Grosso this time. Oh, I did beat. Uh, yeah, I take oh, that, Grosso. Definitely I like you more about one. myself than anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, guys, guys, thanks for, for having me on. It's, Thank it's, you for coming. It's great on. to talk about Star Wars with with real star wars fans you know and i i, yes. I love it and if you guys ever need me up because i'm always down to come back and talk oh we'll definitely hit you up for more episode nine stuff thank you so much for coming on it's i've been listening to your stuff and reading your stuff for almost a year now and it's just phenomenal to have you on here man i appreciate that thanks I appreciate man your fandom thanks and so the, much and the stuff that you do for us i uh, like the making star wars.net and the community that you've created with your podcast network i just want to extend my hand appreciation out to you Thanks, guys. Yeah, and and everyone, please, um, if you can, check out the, the the Kessel Toy Run event on MakingStarWars.net. Just click on the button and look at the. Uh, you could you know see how how it all works out, and and you could mail something yourself, or you could just buy it on Amazon and do it in a minute. So, hell yeah, for hospitalized children. Absolutely. 
thank you. Uh, everything TJ said. Same here, man. Uh, thank you very much. He, he said it perfectly. Like, I, I don't have to open my mouth at all. He's got it right there. First go. First take. Badass. Thanks, guys. Well, that's TJ Bowser signing off. And this is Jared, the Dark Jedi, signing off. And this is Daniel Miller with Bro Axiom signing off. Thank and you. I'm again. Jason signing off. I don't think I'm supposed to, but I'm going to anyway. You absolutely can. <laughs> <laughs> You're our guest.